Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Graham Slam podcast. I am your host, Brandon Anderson, and this is the second episode of this week of three. Uh, the third one will be on Friday. Not quite sure when that episode will go up. Normally, they go up about 5 p.m., uh, maybe a little bit uh, later that day. Just depends on everything going on. But I wanted to go ahead and welcome you to the podcast and let you know that on today's and Friday's episode, it'll be a little different than the normal podcast. Today, obviously, I will be speaking about the Monclova Steels and uh, their game last night. It was a massive win for them. And the Rocky Mountain Vibes players who are part of the uh, Winter League are doing amazing. I cannot believe the amount of runs they scored and just the overall uh, game they played. There's not much stats as of yet online anywhere that I could find, but I did find a recap of the game that does talk about uh, the overall uh, home runs and scores and things like that that essentially happened in the game. Um, it, it seems like we're going to have a problem finding stats at this point for these games. Uh, so not quite sure if anybody out there that listens knows a website that covers the uh, Mexican Baseball Winter League uh, games and has stats and everything. That'd be great. I know uh, Monclova Steel's website does not have it. They have some articles up, like I said. Uh, that I will be talking about uh, today on the Around the Pioneer League segment. Now, of course, it's not the Pioneer League. There's no other news from uh, what I reported on Monday. Uh, but essentially, I did want to just kind of address any type of coverage that we're doing um, for Monclova uh, Winter League. will be under the Pioneer League segment as essentially these players are, as far as I know, still part of the Pioneer League and the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Uh, that is one big thing I uh, I heard last night when I was streaming the game on Facebook Live, uh, which the Monclova Stills had. Um, I was in and out of the game. Obviously, it is in Spanish, um, so I, there's no translation. There's some little bit of uh, closed captioning that I could kind of understand uh, what they were talking about, but there was numerous conversations about the Rocky Mountain vibes and them playing here in Colorado Springs. So I was very happy to hear that. It seems like that the Monclova Stills are very happy with the um, the Rocky Mountain vibes players and their which are their prospects essentially. Uh, so we'll get into that topic today, and then. The remainder of the episode, I want to go ahead for today and give you the origin story of the Graham Slam podcast. I want to take a trip back down memory lane, and I know I opened up the show um, over 15 episodes ago and kind of give you a little bit of my background and how I became a baseball fan, but I want to dig more deep into that um, today and kind of give you my take as a sports fan and uh, where I came from and how I became fans of these teams and whatnot. And then, of course, on Friday's episode, I am hoping to uh, potentially get my friend Chris on the episode uh, so we can start discussing the Grand Slam Wrestling Podcast that should be starting um, here in about a week or so, I have decided that the first official episode was supposed to be on Sunday, next Sunday, not this upcoming one, but the following, uh, live from Las Vegas, Nevada, home of Bound for Glory, Impact Wrestling's major pay-per-view that will be taking place at Sam's Town Live in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, but I think I'm going to hold off and cover it on um, essentially on Tuesday uh, Tuesday, I will be in Vegas for a little bit of time uh, prior to flying back into Colorado Springs. And essentially at that point, I will be uh, recording that episode and giving you a full update of the uh, Impact Wrestling Weekend. Uh, starts on Saturday, October 23rd. 
And then there is Impact Tapings on the 24th and 25th. Now, of course, these episodes um, may have spoilers in them. Um, I will decide that when I record the episode. And also see if Chris is available on that day as well to speak about it. Um, Obviously, I know he will not be there, um, but can kind of give some insight on Impact Wrestling and our thoughts of the history of Impact Wrestling, which used to be called TNA Wrestling, that we actually attended quite a few events together um, on the East Coast. So that'll all be discussed. Hopefully on Friday's episode, I can get him on, and then we can discuss all that type of stuff. So let's go ahead and take a quick break here. And when we get back, we will go over around the Pioneer League segment. So we'll be right back after this short message. Are you sick of the typical podcasts for video games where they are joined with a company and they give you their opinion based on their company that they're in and not their personal thoughts? Do you get sick of the normal weekly news of what is in the news in video games on podcasts? Well, we got just the podcast for you. As I've promoted on Instagram and my Instagram stories weekly on Sundays when I listen to the episode, the Boundless Gamers podcast is hosted by a good friend of mine, Jock, and his friend, Mike. And these two duo is amazing on their content for video games because in reality, they give you the deep down opinions, they play games all the time, and they will give you the real thought process on video on the video game they're playing. Whether it be Pagel 2, whether it be the Aliens Firestorm Elite final thoughts they may have, or Battlefield 2042 that is coming up. All these games and more, they do not hold back on anything. And here is a clip from one of their previous episodes. And be sure to look them up on any podcast provider. And you can directly find their podcast on their website at boundlessgamers.captivate.fm is where they host their podcast along with all their social media platforms of Boundless Gamers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Get all your news for games in a very unique way of doing things. And they explore a little more than just games as well at times. But I am telling you, check them out. They are such a great team. And they are already up to their 21st episode. Man, how time flies while I listen to their shows. Here is a clip from... Uh, episode 17 talking about Pagel 2. Are you sick of the typical podcasts for video games where they are joined with a company and they give you their opinion based on their company that they're in and not their personal thoughts? Do you get sick of the normal weekly news of what is in the news in video games on podcasts? Well, we've got just the podcast for you. As I've promoted on Instagram and my Instagram stories weekly on Sundays when I listen to the episode, the Boundless Gamers podcast is hosted by a good friend of mine, Jock, and his friend, Mike. And these two duo is amazing on their content for video games because in reality, they give you the deep down opinions They play games all the time, and they will give you the real thought process on on the video game they're playing. Whether it be Pagel 2, whether it be the Aliens Firestorm Elite final thoughts they may have, or Battlefield 2042 that is coming up. All these games and more, they do not hold back on anything. And here is a clip from one of their previous episodes And be sure to look them up on any podcast provider. And you can directly find their podcast on their website at boundlessgamers.captivate.fm is where they host their podcast along with all their social media platforms of Boundless Gamers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Get all your news for games in a very unique 
way of doing things. And they explore a little more than just games as well at times. But I am telling you, check them out. They are such a great team. And they are already up to their 21st episode. Man, how time flies while I listen to their shows. Here is a clip from uh, episode 17 talking about Pagel 2. Um, but that's it. Oh, no, there's one more game. I played Peggle 2. Oh, shit. On my um, tablet because you can stream it on there. Oh, really? The uh, streaming service. I don't know if it's called xCloud anymore. It's just Xbox Cloud Gaming, I think, is the official name. Okay. I just call it xCloud because it's easier. But yeah, I played a little of that and it played great. That's like a perfect game for that, too. Yeah, you just aim and fire and then let the game play itself really yeah it's just it's essentially like plinko isn't that that game that was on uh, uh the price is right it's similar to that yeah yeah it's it's similar yeah well, dude we we used to have so much fun with the original peggle back in the day on 360 the superior one yeah oh for sure peggle 2 is fine but yeah the first one was way better you know what really sucks shock that they took the hamster character from one and they stuck him into, but you have to buy him for a dollar ninety nine. Okay. You know, the multi ball one, you know, where he drops all the yeah, balls. Yeah, the multi ball, yeah. Like I hate when they do that, man. When they take content out of like a, something that was in the first game and they remove it and make you pay for it in the second game. They got rid of the, the rabbit and the magic hat. They got rid oh. of the pumpkin. Dude. That again was the Boundless Gamers podcast. Uh, with Mike and Jacques. Go ahead and check them out. Like I said, they have all their social media handles at Boundless Gamers and um, any podcast platforms that you listen to your shows on. You can get it directly on there by typing Boundless Gamers into your search feed. Um, Also, you can search on Google for Boundless Gamers podcast and it will come right up. Uh, Good luck to them. Episode 21, they are flying along, and man, they definitely make my time well worth it while listening to their podcast every Sunday. All right, welcome back to the Grand Slam podcast. I appreciate that short break there to promote one of my good friend's podcast. Um, Just so you know, I am not adding ads to this podcast, at least for now. Um, But I wanted to give a shout out and give their uh, podcast exactly what it deserves, which is some promotion. So go check them out, like I was saying. And let's go ahead and roll right on into the first segment here around the Pioneer League. So last night was the first game in the Winter League, Mexican Winter League tournament. And man, oh man, did the Monclova Stills steal the game um, from uh, the Union uh, Laguna that they had played. And let me tell you, Rocky Mountain Vibes fans, you should be very happy, especially if this contract continues. Now, of course, I know this is game one, but man, 13 runs. They won 13 to 6 in this game. And. Uh, the article provided by the Monclova Steel official website um, speaks about how the uh, game, which uh, started with Monclova going down by one point, but it didn't take long. In the top of the third inning, Ethan Lopez produced a hit to center, scoring Brandon Perez. A turn later, Edgar Salazar hit a double. And then after that, um, we saw a tremendous hit from Ricky Rodriguez through right field, um, which uh, made him score or made Salazar score on the play. An inning later, um, another four from Monclova came when Ethan Lopez produced and Edgar Salazar hit a three-run home run um, with Jose Medina already on the hill. Laguna discounted... At the bottom of the fourth episode. Now, of course, they explain stuff a little different in this article than we're used to here in America with uh, baseball. Um, But as the uh, night went on, that was the biggest part to it. But the 
a big part here is uh, Yesel Ocha, who started the game, um, who is a uh, Vibes player, uh, got the win for uh, Monclova. There wasn't many other stats in there of the remaining runs or who scored. I'm hoping that we can get more data on this game come Friday. Um, but it, it's going to be a long season of covering Monclova still if there's no websites for stats, at least on the podcast. Um, you can definitely follow on Instagram with essentially the coverage of each game and the lineups and score. Um, let's talk first about the lineup for last night's game that did feature quite a bit of Rocky Mountain Vibes players and um, what saw... Alan Garcia, Ethan Lopez, Edgar Salazar, uh, Sergio Macias, uh, Joshua Esparza, Brandon Perez, and of course pitching was um, Yasel Ocha. So this team is just full of Rocky Mountain Vibes players, and they they showed up last night. I, I hope the best for them this season, and they can really grow as a team especially if they come back to the Rocky Mountain Vibes for a second season next year. That will make a huge difference um, with these players coming in, essentially, um, last minute, per se, where they came in here. Um, I'm not quite sure how many of them played together prior to this season with the Rocky Mountain Vibes, but I feel that, essentially, with this uh, Winter League and whatever may come after it, there could be potentially I guess be um, more games uh, that could come out of another league with Monclova I've heard there is a potential spring league that they play in I'm not quite sure if Monclova will participate or who would be a part of that but definitely give give a applaud to these young talent that are out there again this team uh, consists of anyone from the age of 18 to 25, and they're showing up already. I was very impressed and happy with that score last night when I was uh, streaming the game on Facebook. I look forward to the uh, future games that will be played. And like I said, these games essentially I will um, be covering um, as much as possible that I can find the data or whatnot and get you guys the information on the Rocky Mountain Vibes players. Um, they do play again, like I said, they play tomorrow night on the road and then they are finally at home on Saturday. So we look forward to that. I don't have any other uh, news across the board with the Pioneer League or the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Um, I did see some... Uh, uh, Instagram post from the construction company that is building the uh, new stadium in Montana. Um, it looks like they are moving along on that. And of course, the stadium here in northern Colorado uh, for the northern Colorado Owls is moving along as well. So we look forward to that. Um, there is going to be a uh, a season ticket holder fall classic party that is an annual event that they do on October 27th. Again, this is only by invite. If you're a season ticket holder, you have to get a hold of your account manager. They should have sent out emails today. So check your email that you have affiliated with your season tickets. Um, this is a uh, event that is held. Normally, I, I believe it is the... Uh, third game of the World Series, and they, they play the World Series on the Jumbotron. Um, so there's a lot of great perks they do. So if you're not a season ticket holder to the Rocky Mountain Vibes already, definitely check them out. They are very reasonably priced for the season. And, of course, you get these uh, added events that they put on for season ticket holders. So definitely we'll look forward to that. I'll provide some coverage if there is anything to cover at that event, maybe any kind of announcements to come out about the 2022 season. They are currently working on beginning to gear up for that season, so we're hoping to get some more information from them. But you'll hear it from me first if I hear anything, um, essentially, with the Rocky Mountain vibes. So 
Here we go. Let's go ahead and move right on in to the main topic today, which is covering the origin story of the Graham Slam podcast and how we got here today. Look forward to telling you this story. So let's go ahead and dive right on into that now. So a lot of people on social media and just in general, I've got questions of how I got into sports, who's my favorite sports team, and everything like that. So let me go ahead. I'm going to give you quite a bit of a background story to my life, um, a little more in depth of how I got into sports, how I got into pro wrestling, things like that, and kind of a little journey across the way of the overall background. So it all started, I would say, probably when I was about three or four years old. Um, My grandparents who raised me, Uh, My grandma and grandpa were from uh, Pennsylvania. They grew up as Pirates fans and were huge Pittsburgh Pirates fans. Until the Rockies came around, they really started following the local team here, the Colorado Rockies. They were still Pirates fans at heart, but they supported the local team massively. And it didn't take long. I was I was in the baseball at a very very young age. I never played little league, never played any of those type of things. Um, I tried out in high school for baseball, made the team, uh, but I'll get into that as well in a bit. What happened there? So after a couple years of watching baseball, this was prior to the Rockies uh, coming into uh, Colorado or whatnot, and. Then when the Rockies did come in in 1993, we were glued to the Rockies. We watched the Rockies all the time. Baseball was on in our house 24-7 when it was on. Um, Football is another thing as well that was pretty big in our house with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Family members also like the Denver Broncos and things like that. So essentially as time grew or I grew up um, in elementary school I think it was probably the third grade is where it really took off with baseball and this is another time when the Sandlot movie was super big in uh, movies or whatnot for sports and there's a lot of other baseball movies as well Uh, rookie of the year angels in the outfield major league Um, there, there's so many baseball movies to name essentially over time that I was into. I watched all of them. Um, but in school, in elementary school, in third grade, we had, I believe two or three recesses. I think we had morning, lunch and afternoon recess. And we had what was basically called the sandlot. And when it was baseball season, that's exactly what we did. Um, it was probably about nine or 10 of us. I believe there was two girls on the team that played and nonstop would we play baseball. I mean, recess would start, the bats, the balls, and everything would come out. Now, of course, we never played with real baseball. We usually played with like a tennis ball or some kind of more, uh, less, I want to almost say less lethal type ball. Um, may have also played with a, a wiffle ball as well. And... We would play every, we'd keep score. We made our own teams up um, in third grade. I know we had a couple um, classmates that essentially created like little books. I made little like scorecards that we would have. We would pass them out to other classes. And it was, it was, it was fun. We had such a great time playing baseball and essentially just keeping it never ended. Uh, I think the only time it ended is when football season really came up and we were then playing football in the back of the school. Um, Our our playground was directly in the back of our elementary school and had the baseball field. Had a long field. It was never obviously a football field, but it was good enough to be one to play in. So between playing Power Rangers at uh, elementary school or in – at uh, recess or whatnot, we would play baseball. And I, I never will forget, I still have quite a bit of these people on my Facebook page as friends and have kept up with them throughout the years. Essentially, there was one time, I think out of the entire time, that one of the kids 
hit a home run. Um, and uh, we, I'm not, can't really speculate how far it was. I would say well over two the two 250 feet hit this this ball insanely hard as can be, and it went over the fence. Now the fence that backed the school was houses, so this ball went into a yard. People that I, I believe lived there were really grouchy people. I remember it kind of being like the Sandlot where you had these neighbors that were you knew or th- these people that lived there and they were really rude or whatnot. And um, I remember the time that he hit it and we couldn't play ball. So after school, we had to go. I, I went back to the school with a friend. We hopped the fence, grabbed the ball, got out of there and got the ball. Games continued the next day, but that was the only time I remember a home run being hit. And we we did this up until, I believe, fifth grade. Now, of course, some kids left. We are a very heavy military city, so I had a lot of kids come and go from classes. But we played up until fifth grade, third, fourth, and fifth. We, we had our teams. We played. We were obsessed with it. Sometimes we'd also play uh, Foursquare was another one. But any chance we got to go on the baseball field, we played. And let me let me just clarify this too: it is not your normal baseball field. This was one of those gravel rock baseball fields. They didn't have dirt on this one. This was an elementary park, and man, we would be sliding, cutting our knees up, cutting our legs up, you name it. But we had fun. Um, I think at one point we even created our own like T-shirts and jerseys and stuff. So. It was just insanely crazy how much that happened and how much we grew as friends and baseball was our thing. So was football. We all had we were all San Francisco 49er fans back in the day. And of course as time kind of passed on once we went into middle school, um, obviously there's not recess. Um, I was homeschooled through middle school into home or into high school I was homeschooled. And I didn't really play baseball at all during that time, except for the fact I know I had a good friend, which I may actually have her join me on the podcast because I'm sure we have so many stories about baseball and the dumb stuff we used to get ourselves into. Um, Her name is Heather. Uh, She's basically like a cousin to me that I grew up with and... I was over at her house all the time. Uh, she had little brothers. Um, There's some neighbor kids. There's one neighbor kid, neighborhood kid that uh, played little league, and we we played wiffle ball. That was exactly what it is. And it's it's funny looking back now because there are uh, it's called I think uh, major wiffle ball league. They were actually just on the uh, post game of one of the playoffs for MLB on TBS with uh, Pedro Martinez and a few of the other uh, people that are on there that they've made this into a, a, a national brand off Instagram of recording um, wiffle ball and uh, I'll link uh, their uh, page in the comments or whatnot it's pretty interesting but anyways not to get off track there but we used to play wiffle ball and I mean, we would play all the time. Uh, my friend Heather's a little bit younger than me, and the other kids in that neighborhood were a little bit younger than me as well. But I mean, we would we'd be playing until you couldn't even see the ball anymore. And there'd be days we'd try to make uh, make do with like painting the wiffle ball glow in the dark paint so we could still play. Uh, this I, I can't imagine or tell you. And her parents could tell you how many lawns we ruined that they put in in their house because we were playing wiffle ball all the time. It was night after night after night. Sometimes we would play in the streets. You name it, we would be playing wiffle ball. And we were all huge baseball fans. Um, Going to uh, the Colorado Springs Sky Sox, which I've mentioned was the prior team uh, to the Rocky Mountain Vibes, We'd be going to those games. Um, and just overall, like things like that were huge when I was growing up. And I became a Rocky, uh, Colorado Rockies fan um, once they became a team. I, I didn't really probably care for the, the Pirates. Um, 
it might have at one point, um, but didn't really care much for him. But um, once the Rockies came along, I was hooked. And to name a few players, there was Andres Galarraga, Vinny Castilla, um, Eric Young, Walt Weiss. I'm trying to think who else they had. Larry Walker, Dante Bichette, Joe Girardi, uh, Ellis Burks, to name a few. And I, I really became hooked on the Colorado Rockies. Went to a few games as a kid with my uncle. And then, I think it was the 96-97 year, right after the All-Star game had been played in Coorsfield or at Coorsfield, that for some odd reason, the contracts were coming up of the Colorado Rockies. Andres Gattaraga, I believe Vinny Castilla. I could be off on that. I may have it switched around where um, he had played with the Atlanta Braves prior to that. But a lot of the Rockies players started getting traded to the Atlanta Braves. And I was so disappointed. Andres Galarraga was my favorite baseball player growing up. He was the first baseman for the Colorado Rockies. I believe he came over with Larry Walker from the uh, Montreal Expos. And I, I tell you, like, beyond the fact of Andres Galarraga, I used number 14 for everything I did after that. Um, anytime I played baseball, created a custom jersey to play, wiffle ball or whatever the, the sandlot sand ball at school, I would be using the number 14. That was my all-time favorite player. And then he got traded to the Colorado, or to the Atlanta Braves. And being a kid, I was probably in fifth grade, maybe fourth. Um, my mother, um, like I said, who did not raise me, uh, that would be for another podcast, but she had uh, married a um, military soldier, army soldier, who um, they got stationed in Fort Benning, Georgia, which was not too far from Atlanta. And during this time, I became a Braves fan. I did not live in Georgia, never, ever stayed with them in Georgia. Um, we visited once, but I still have pictures from it. I was wearing a Chipper Jones jersey. I believe it was Chipper Jones. Um, can't remember how far back he played. But um, we went to uh, Georgia one year, my grandparents and me, to visit my mom and stepdad. And I remember it was it was 1996 because it was right before the Olympics happened. And I remember going out and watching the torch being ran down the road uh, towards downtown Atlanta. And I was such a huge Braves fan at that point because the Rockies had traded all the players to them. Like 90% of the players that played for the Rockies ended up playing for the Braves. Um... I mean, it's still kind of to this day, that still happens, uh, essentially. So I, I became this big Braves fan, and that was, I think, the year, a couple years before they won the World Series. I, I believe it was 98 they won the World Series. Could be wrong on that. Um, but I was a huge fan. They have not done anything since. They are now, they just clinched a spot in the National League uh, championship game or series. So that'll be interesting. I'm hoping for either of them to beat the Dodgers or the Giants to go to the World Series to finally get our team back. Um, but yeah, that, that was my history of growing up with baseball. I became a major Braves fan and have been one ever since 1996. So going on almost, God, close to 30 years of being a Braves fan or, yeah, I think, 30 years? Yeah, 30 years in uh, 2026. But I've stuck with that team as bad as they've been, as good as they've got, and then kind of lost in the playoffs or whatnot. I have been a Braves fan up and down. I, I still follow the Colorado Rockies. I really followed them well, well. The uh, Colorado Springs Sky Sox are still down here as their AAA affiliation. It was awesome getting to meet a lot of those players that were down here. Um, I mean, I grew up watching Todd Helton as well. Todd Helton was the replacement for Andres Galarraga and such exciting. I mean, the, the Rockies and Braves have always been great teams. They're obviously in the same 
um, National League or whatnot, but when it comes down to it, if they've ever played against each other or played off in the playoffs, I'm going as a Braves fan, 100%. I do not go against my Braves no matter what. Um, It was kind of a little painful watching the Braves face the Brewers because I know a lot of the original Rocky Mountain Vibes players from two years ago are now part of that organization even more so. And I think there's a few actually up on the Brewers team uh, that I follow still on Instagram uh, that were at the game. Um, I think our coach, Nestor, um, was a pitching coach for the Brewers this year. So it's it's kind of one of those pulling on my heartstrings because, you know, you grow to like these players so much at the level they're at, at the Rocky Mountain Vibes, and then they, within two years, have gone up through the Brewers organization. And it's hard, but it's still my team. The Braves are my team, 100%. And I, I really hope they do well um, in the um, National League Championship ser- Series or whatnot to get to the World Series. But that's how I became a baseball fan. It was purely my grandparents that raised me and were huge baseball fans. I, I I can remember a story about the Colorado Rockies, probably 95, 96, when it was called Cablevision at the time. It is now Comcast or Xfinity, whichever one you want to call it, um, was cutting the Rockies off their programming altogether. And I remember... My grandparents taking me down to Cablevision down the road from where we lived, and we protest. So it was probably the first time I ever protest. I honestly think it's probably the last time. Not that I don't agree with protesting rights, civil rights, all that. I just have never got a chance to, especially in Colorado Springs. You have to usually go to Denver to really be part of a movement and whatnot, and it just never has worked out in my time. Um, but I'm not against it. I fully think that any kind of human rights should be protested or human rights, social justice, things like that. So there's no excuse for any of that. And more power of the people that get out there and actually protest or not insinuating violence and stuff. But I remember I protested with my grandma. We had signs. There's a bunch of people out there protesting And I kid you not, the news showed up, and within 48 hours of that, Cablevision at the time changed their their structure and made sure the Rockies were staying going forward. They signed a new contract. And Cablevision, I I don't know if it was nationwide, but the the hub here was the ones that were cutting it directly to the Colorado residents. Um, Similar to how nowadays, I, I believe it's still this way where... The Colorado Avalanche and the Denver Nuggets are still not part of Comcast slash Xfinity because of a contract with Cronky Sports and um, Altitude Sports is what it's called, uh, the channel. So similar thing, but I, I strictly remember that memory in my head of anytime someone talks about protesting, I, I kind of laugh because... I just instantly go back to that day of protesting baseball being on TV, but that that shows how deep down my roots go to baseball. And I mean, like I said, my grandparents were huge baseball fans growing up. Uh, Roberto Clemente, uh, you name it, like they were huge fans, and I, I really do appreciate it. Both of them have passed on uh, years ago. Um, it's coming up on the 20th anniversary next year of my. Grandma, my grandfather has been passed away for about 22 years, but I can't thank them enough for getting me into sports and getting me into everything I enjoy. And that kind of like segues into pro wrestling. Pro wrestling was something that I didn't know anything about uh, prior to probably 96, 97. I was about 9 or 10 years old. I, I didn't know anything about it. I'm sure kids at school talked about it. Neighbors, probably. We probably played some wrestling video games. I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan, but never... I don't think I really connected the dots to pro wrestling with Hulk Hogan. I always thought he was like an actor. Um, I mean, he has had a very trouble um, (laughs) past recently with uh, racial comments and stuff like that. So, 
Um, but he was a he was a hero of mine growing up as well. But uh, growing up, I, I there was one evening that my aunt and cousin were staying at my grandparents' house or living there for the time being, and they would always on Monday nights go watch TV, and I, I never understood what they were watching, nor did I really care. I was probably either watching baseball or playing video games, playing outdoors with fam- with uh, neighbors, and things like that. Where, cause that's, and that's the other thing, too, is added on to going to my friend's house for um, my grandma was best friends with her mother. They did crafts together, a lot of stuff for sports. But... Essentially, when we go over there, uh, her dad, also Heather's dad, also was watching pro wrestling as well. And I, I was never really allowed to watch it, per se, because it was it was pretty violent. This was, let me fill you in, if you know pro wrestling, back in the 90s, there was WWF and WCW. WCW is more the, it wasn't as a adult version as the WWF Attitude Era was. There's borderline nudity in WWF. There was a lot more violence with stuff compared to WCW in the earlier days. And there's one night that my aunt decided to show me WCW Nitro. And on that episode, I remember it was Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone, of all people, from NBA... Utah Jazz, and they were going up against Hulk Hogan, who was Hollywood Hogan at the time with the New World Order, and his partner was Dennis Rodman. And I remember like sitting there watching Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone run down the entrance ramp with chairs, coming to save someone. It may have been Sting, I believe, or someone. I'll have to go back and watch that episode, but... I remember like watching, I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy because as a kid of nine or 10 years old, I didn't know pro wrestling was fake at the time. And I kid you not, it was probably the most entertaining thing I had ever watched in my life. I was instantly hooked and a couple weeks went by. And I, as far as I knew, WCW was the only thing, only pro wrestling there was. I didn't know about anything else. And at one point, my aunt had mentioned, hey, there's another show on called, or another promotion called World Wrestling Federation, WWF. And their Raw is War is on uh, during Monday Night Nitro, or WCW Monday Night Nitro. And I'm like, wait, there's another wrestling company? And I remember watching it, and yes, it was very adult version of pro wrestling back in the day and I I kind of stayed more to WCW I was a huge WCW fan as bad as that product was it was bad that's I mean there's nothing else to say there was a very good moments and then it trended downhill I went to so many WCW Monday Nitro Thunder events and I believe it was my uh, my friend's dad, Heather's dad, that got me into um, directly into pro wrestling and well, not pro wrestling, but the WWF. That was the program he always watched. He'd watch WCW here and there, but then there was these things called pay per views. If you're not familiar with pro wrestling, every month or a couple months they have what is called a pay per view. You buy it on. Um, pay-per-view network usually back in the day it was 39 to 59 dollars which is highly expensive but I always got to go to my friend's house and watch with our dad the WWF pay-per-views because he got them every month every single month and then my aunt and my grandma started buying the WCW pay-per-views along with my uh, grandpa while he was still alive he wasn't too thrilled about it but we'd always make way of ordering them and that started out pretty much my life. <laughs> that fast forward to nearly 30 years later, and here we are, still a huge pro wrestling fan. I have a son who is named after a pro wrestler, and 
I, I would never, ever. There's been ups and down times. I do not watch WWE as religious as I used to. Um, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, those are kind of the promotions that I stay focused to. And through that is where I met a lot of friends. A lot of friends I've met through pro wrestling. And I am so thankful for it. My friend Jock that I advertised his podcast earlier on this episode of Boundless Gamers. He was a huge pro wrestling fan as well. Um, out of Detroit. My friend Chris in Ohio that is uh, eventually going to be the co-host of the Grand Slam Wrestling Podcast. And... I've met these people all through friends of friends or online, um, wrestling message boards, wrestling chat rooms, you name it, growing up. I was on AOL Instant Messenger. Um, Fun fact about that is if you watch AEW Wrestling, Justin Roberts, their ring announcer, um, I actually used to talk to him back in the 90s on AIM, which is AOL's instant messenger back in the day. You may be too young to even understand what that is. It was kind of like Microsoft Teams nowadays or Skype or Facebook Messenger. It's just another platform to chat on. And I remember chatting with him, met him on a message board. He was trying to get into the business. And then next thing I knew, he was in WWE. Um, I've met him a few times when he was at WWE events. He remembered me. He was very kind to my daughter. Uh, my oldest daughter used to get her stuff all the time for free when we go to the events. And every time we'd go, it, it could be years apart from each other because WWE took a while to come and go from Colorado or whatnot. We'd always go up after the show and say hi to him or have front row seats and say hi to him. And every single time he would remember right off the bat who I was who my oldest daughter Trinity was and it's just crazy to think how involved I got into pro wrestling to the point that I uh, was trying out to be a pro wrestler at one point I almost um, did uh, refereeing as well I actually refereed a match with a a pre-match which was uh, before a show while they were practicing in the ring with uh, Dustin Rhodes aka Gold Dust back in the day, and he's now Dustin Rhodes in AEW, uh, Cody Rhodes' brother. But there's so much to pro wrestling that has, I guess you could say, taken over my life in so many levels. And I, I will say this big time is sports, baseball, football, basketball at times, Um, Pro wrestling being the biggest is something that consumed my life so much that I stayed off the streets. When I had friends that or neighbors or friends that I grew up with that got into drugs, did illegal crap, stealing, that wasn't me. Um, I I was at home on Monday nights. I had to be home on Monday nights. Uh, Thursday nights was SmackDown or Thunder. Um, Just... I had to be home. It was a requirement. If there was something going on, my grandma would make sure someone was home with me to watch pro wrestling, to watch WCW Monday Nitro, to watch WWF Raw's War, Raw or whatever they called it, or SmackDown on Thursdays. There is such a connection in my life to pro wrestling, and it was such a joy to see that the Rocky Mountain Vibes incorporated uh, pro wrestling into the baseball organization, the team, Toasty, the Warrior Night, Toasty Mania Night. It just was everything that I grew up with all in one. And I am so thankful uh, for those people that got me in the wrestling, my aunt and my friend Heather's uh, dad, but my aunt especially. Um, she uh, unfortunately um, came down or um, – was diagnosed, I guess is the correct word for it, with Alzheimer's uh, probably about a year, year and a half ago. Um, May have been almost two years at this point. Um, As far as I know, she last was in the hospital. So definitely send your thoughts and everything out to her. 
Um, who knows if she'll make it much longer, but I, I do appreciate everything that she got me involved with pro wrestling because this made my life. This I, I don't even know where I'd be at today if I'd be in the exact same shoes I'm at today if it wasn't for pro wrestling. I mean, every aspect of my life has some kind of pro wrestling in it, whether it be my first marriage, current one, uh, my kids, um, just overall life. I, I ran a small business creating custom wrestling action figures for a local uh, indie promotion here in Colorado Springs. That was massive. I made so much money doing that. Um, that was such a joy to get to do that. I worked backstage at um, local wrestling shows. I was a super mega fan of this promotion. It's called ACW, uh, Asylum Championship Wrestling. And there's just there's so many stories that I cannot phantom to no end of how well um, pro wrestling has got me through life. During tough times of life, I would turn pro wrestling on and get sucked into it for hours on end. Or um, if I was depressed at any time in life, I would sit there and watch pro wrestling DVDs I had. Um, it, it's just a, it's something that I am very fond and happy about that... It may suck at times. WWE is not, which is now WWE from WWF, if you're not familiar with uh, wrestling, is they're not the greatest program. They have it here and there. I'll watch it here and there. I watch every pay-per-view they have. Um, now it's on a uh, network called Peacock Network, uh, so I don't have to pay monthly for that. But AEW Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, basically... They have pay-per-views, I think, every quarter-ish, and definitely get those, watch them with my kids, my wife, my family, and everything, and then here and there, I'll go to Vegas or other places to watch pro wrestling events um, if they're not in Colorado. A lot of these uh, companies do not come to Colorado. Impact, is, as far as I know, has never come to Colorado. Oh, actually, I take that back. They did come. Uh, TNA Wrestling Impact uh, came to Pueblo, Colorado, uh, 2009, 2000, yeah, 2009, uh, they came to town or what, or into public Colorado and had an event. So that's the only, that's one event they had. Um, but yeah, that, that is, that is my history on pro wrestling. I will get way more in depth on the Grand Slam wrestling podcast and this is just, it, it's one thing or another, if you are, don't ever let someone tell you or laugh at you or make fun of you for liking something. Um, I got teased all throughout school for liking pro wrestling. Um, I got teased for being gay um, because I liked guys in trunks that wrestled in spandex and stuff like that. And, you know, it's it's disgusting of what people do to other kids or humans and the stuff they say. Um, and it's just, it's ridiculous. Like I'm a huge supporter of LGBTQ community and the fact that you like pro wrestling, especially how much, um, women are now involved in pro wrestling. Um, that is completely a 180 from what it was when I was a kid. Uh, women were more looked at as sexual figures than they are now, which thank God that's changed. Um, but you know, it's just amazing how you're into something and people think you're homosexual, you're gay, um, whatever the case may be, because you like something. And it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Don't let every, anyone ever tell anyone that is younger or older, older, uh, older listening to my podcast that you can't like what you want. Like, this is part of living in this country of our freedoms and stuff like that, that we get to go to these events. Don't let people make fun of you because you play video games all the time, because you listen to music or podcasts or watch movies all the time. Whatever your hobby or niche is, 
then do it and stay with it if that's what you want to do. Because I guarantee in a lot of these situations with these hobbies we get into that aren't like illegal hobbies, aka doing drugs or theft or domestic violence, whatever, because some people are into that type of idiotic stuff. But if you have a hobby of liking sports, of liking video games, whatever the case may be, don't let someone put you down because of that. It's, it's completely uncalled for, and there is a lot of fanboys out there that will degrade you for liking something else other than them. And it, it's so un should not be tolerated is it was what I'm trying to say is it's just ridiculous that human beings treat each other the way they do for something someone likes. And I was part of that culture as being bullied growing up, liking pro wrestling. Um, I had many of friends that liked pro wrestling though. I had many of friends that weren't like that, but I mean, there is your group of crowd of people that didn't like it. They thought it was really stupid and they would make fun of you. And I didn't, and let me go back to what I said originally. I, I didn't think wrestling was fake at a young age. I quickly learned that was not the case. Um, it is scripted. There is storylines, but the athletic aspect of pro wrestling, I don't ever let anyone tell me that that is fake because I have personally stepped in a ring and tried to try out and tried my hardest. And trust me, it is not fun. It is not a, a fun overall environment to have to land on your back on a hard mat all the time. There are plenty of people I know that have done it. And they are amazing at it. But it was not for me. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. You have to be in shape. Granted, there are a lot of people that are out of shape, but to an extent, to an extent. And again, I just, I appreciate that people are willing to listen to this podcast, willing to listen to my background, willing to take the time to spend it every week in your cars, at your houses, wherever you listen to the podcast and download it and watch it. And I really do appreciate it because without y'all, I wouldn't be here. Um, I mean, essentially... I've tried other podcasts. They've failed. I've looked at numbers way too much. They've failed. Without the listeners, what am I here for? There's nothing here to discuss. There's no one to follow. And I have built my platform from the bottom. Started out at the first Rocky Mountain Vibes game and this past season. And look where we're at now. Yes, we are 15 episodes in. And... It has been a long summer, but I, I, I do, like I said, I appreciate everyone on here because without the fans, I would not be able to do this podcast. Um, thank you to Jock and to Mike um, for the Boundless Gamers podcast because without you guys, I don't know if I'd ever got underway. Um, Y'all really pushed me to know that, you know what, keep going, keep going, keep going. There's times I don't want to record. There's times I don't want to do. There's times I've been sick. Um, I've been out on fire. Um, but again, thank you. I, I, I take this to be a real conversation and not edited, not format or whatnot. But again, like I said, do not let anyone pick on you, bully you, put you down, no matter who they are for what you like and what you want to do in life. And I I really push that towards my children every day because it, it, it's really an endless amount of things in this world that you can do even if you're failing at something else and or you don't like something else. You get into something and you don't like it. You have more power to do that. But again, I appreciate everyone listening to this topic went way longer than I um, wanted, <laughs> but that's okay. We're almost at an hour um, of this episode and uh, kind of shift gears. Uh, like I said, I'll go more into this history of pro wrestling. That's what the Grand Slam Wrestling Podcast will be all about is prior wrestling things, still following current today stuff, but that'll be it. There's so many stories I have for pro wrestling 
that I could go on for days. There's so many people I know that I could interview on that podcast. And I look forward to debuting it uh, next month or later this month, a couple weeks. Um, but thank you again for listening. And let's go ahead and shift gears into the last subject, which is going to be quick, is the 31 Days of Horror Movies Challenge. So two more movies are in the books. And let me tell you, so... Here's my thought process. So Tuesday night when I posted the last episode, or no, it was Monday night when I posted the last episode, um, we had watched Carrie. Carrie, the movie, was a very good movie. I liked it. Um, That was another prime example of kind of what I just talked about, bullying and things like that. Good night, man. If you have not seen Carrie, I don't really care about spoilers. The movie is from 1976, I believe. Um, I was surprised to see that John Travolta was in that movie. I had no idea about that. Um, But, man, they bullied the holy heck out of Carrie to no end, which uh, she had some kind of superpower to her. Um whether it was like her mother said it was this demon or the devil's work or whatever it was. But movie was really good. I, I don't give it a full 5 out of 5. I would say probably a 3.5 or 4 on this movie. It's a classic. I don't believe it's as much as a horror movie in my opinion. But it's really good. I, I really did like uh, the movie. But then there was Last Night... And I swear, anybody that I am friends with that told me The Cabin in the Woods was a good movie, you are out of your mind. That movie was terrible. I couldn't even, like, realize what in the world I was watching. It was so bad. It's up there with Children of the Corn almost, but I think this was even worse. Like, it was not a horror movie in my opinion at all. If that's modern day horror, I don't know who the heck wrote that movie, but it is is god awful. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's just about 10 years old. Um, spoiler alert if you're not aware of the movie or whatnot. Here is what I'm going to say about it. Like, they go into the woods. You think it's like your typical um, horror movie. I, I had not read into this movie at all prior to it. I barely even watched the trailer to it before I put it on my list of the horror movie challenges and they go to this house and it's being ran almost like a Truman show movie where they're on TV or there's someone's entertainment and they're in this like digital like box essentially where they can't get out it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life and um, there's just such like bogus stuff in it to the point at the end of the movie where they just start throwing all these like random imaginary fictional characters like Wolfman, um, like just different random crap to try to kill these like contestants on this thing. It was horrible. And I rate it a... I'll, I'll give it a star. I, I think that the acting in it was decent. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, a.k.a. Thor, was in the movie. And it was good. He was, or it wasn't good. But the, the acting was decent in it. But yeah, it was such a terrible movie. I am will never watch that movie again. Um, sadly enough, I think I own the movie somewhere. I couldn't find it, so we had to watch it on demand. I hope I don't own the movie, but if I do, it is getting sold because I can't stand that. It's stupid. Stupidity at its finest. So I give that a one out of five. And then on Friday's show, I will have two additional movies to essentially go over. And those two movies, I know for certain are decent movies. I believe I've seen both of them. There is... Oh, yeah. Well, no, I take that back. There, There's not two of them. So here's what is going on on Friday. So the last night was Cabin in the Woods. 
Um, I am doing a little bit of a switch here tonight. So tonight was supposed to be Halloween 2018. Um, so that was the last Halloween movie. And then tomorrow night is supposed to be Halloween Kills, which is being released. I do not believe it is releasing on Peacock tomorrow. I think it's releasing midnight Friday into Friday. I'll have to double check that. I know it comes out in theaters tomorrow night, and I'm not going to be able to go see it the first night. But definitely will probably see it on Friday night. Um, so I may switch out Halloween 2018 to day 14. And then day 15 will be Halloween Kills. And then tonight, watch either Us or Get Out. Another Jordan, two other Jordan Pill horror movies. Those movies are excellent, let me tell you. Um, the only other movie, there's only two other movies. No, three, four, five. I think there's five movies on my list total I've not seen remaining. 19, 1922 Netflix movie. Heard that was really good. Um... Maligant, I believe is how you pronounce it, is on Netflix as well. Uh, or maybe on a different... Oh, it's HBO Max. And then Willie's Wonderland. Um, thank you to Boundless Gamers Podcast for mentioning this. I've heard it is stupid, but it's kind of a ripoff of Five Nights at Freddy's. Thought it would be good to see. Dr. Sleep. And then Jigsaw. Yeah, laugh it all up. I'm a huge Saw fan. I never saw the movie Jigsaw. I don't know why. It just never... I own it. It's in my backlog. I've never watched this movie. And can't remember ratings on it, if it was good or wasn't good. But those are the movies. Tonight we will probably do Us, is my guess. Um, that was a quite a good movie. I remember seeing in theaters a couple years back. Um, so I will review that again and the Halloween uh, 2018 movie on Friday's episode. And then next week, I'll have quite a bit of uh, topics to talk about with just the one episode next Friday night. I will give that review of Halloween Kills. Um, you can check that out in theaters and on Peacock Streaming. So... Let's wrap this show up. It is probably the longest episode I have done. It is an almost an hour and seven minutes, but let's wrap this show up. So thank you again. If you have stayed all the way through this episode, I appreciate you. Please like, subscribe, and um, go rate my podcast on um, iTunes. It helps me out. Five stars is the best if you're enjoying the show. Eventually, I'm going to get caught up on getting all the episodes on YouTube. It's been a disaster trying to get those all up, but slowly but surely, I am going to. So, I appreciate everyone. I appreciate everyone listening to my rant about pro wrestling, baseball, and whatever else topics I bring to the table. So, everyone have a great, great rest of your week, weekend. And, well, I guess we can not so much because we'll be back here on Friday. Um, but we will talk to you then. And thanks again. Have a great day.